0: hello we are glad you found us please sit back relax and enjoy the show welcome to when life attacks
1: We're starting to come up on shows that are now annual shows, like we had our second annual Halloween show, and now we're having our Thanksgiving theme sort of show. It's kind of weird. How are you doing, Travis?
0: I'm well. How are you doing, Jim?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, I didn't realize when we were doing our prep for Stranger Things that this was Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And so we might move Stranger Things around. Let's see how the show kind of goes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: But I thought we would maybe cover, you know, Thanksgiving-esque type material. Yeah. Play around with the holiday a little bit. Get people in the mood. Yes. A lot of people are going to be traveling today and tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Because it's not Christmas yet. It's Thanksgiving motherfucking giving.
1: Yeah. doesn't... It, how many times, how many times on this show have we discussed... Oh, do you hear the Daniff?
0: Oh, I know. she's She's feisty today.
1: It's gotta, it's gotta sound weird over air, uh, over the, uh, over the mics. But the Danif is now about 120 pounds. She's stands about on her hind legs. She stands about five six. And uh, no matter where we go in the show, no matter what sort of soundproofing we try to use, her, her bark carries.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, she just likes to be, she likes the attention.
1: Anybody walks by the house, she'd like us to know. Yeah. Cars, so on and so forth. So ignore that if you should hear that through the show. It's just, uh, it's just your neighborhood, Dana. <laughs> um, we were talking Christmas and Christmas lights, Christmas themes, Christmas problems.
0: Yeah, driving in already, I don't know how many, because on my way to get here, I essentially go through the main commerce strip of Burnsville, uh, Burnsville, Minnesota, um, where there's just a string of, um, m- like, you've got a mall, you've got, you know, your plazas with, like, best buys, furniture stores. Restaurants, etc. cetera. There's a Costco there. Um, Christmas lights already. Like just coming off the highway, off the exit, one of the stores just had giant in red. Merry Christmas.
1: It does. It kills it for me. It does. It, it makes me angry. Yeah. I'm not able to spin the decor into a festive mood. No. It actually kind of gives me stress.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, that's right. That's around the corner. I have to start like feeling goodwill towards people. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to start caring about other people. <laughs>
0: damn it. I'm too caught up in my day-to-day, damn it. I, I wasn't ready for this.
1: As I've gotten older, I feel the stress of the holidays coming and the the expectation that every event is happy and light and... Full of wholesomeness and family and we you know we're all supposed to get together and be merry and what it really turns out to is everyone trying to make everyone else happy yeah there's not a lot chill no if you're responsible for cooking or cooking anything you're stressed yes if you've got small children or people you're responsible for getting from a to b or multiple families travel many of you listening to this are traveling yeah sorry about that
0: yeah yeah i i mean I wish we could just chill like, hey, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Did you bring me anything? Nope. Don't worry about it. Good to see you.
1: (laughs) You don't think that just that one (laughs) that one question, did you bring me anything, keeps people up at night?
0: I mean, it's just, you know, no. And then, hey, you need help in the kitchen. No, I don't like too many chefs in the kitchen. Okay, that's your thing. Or, hey, actually, if you could keep an eye on those rolls for me. I'm thinking of 12 other things right now.
1: I don't want to go to your Christmas. It sounds terrible. Uh, the, why? I, 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 Your Christmas sounds isolated.
0: Well, yeah, I haven't really been around family for a while. so You're
1: invited to many family functions, and more times than not, you opt for pajamas and a movie. Works for me. And I'm happy that it works for you. you it's know, a I'm, polar opposite of what I have to do. Two, but
0: yeah, two years ago, I did Feliz Navidad with Grumps, man. We just made chicken tacos. Relaxed watch some programs.
1: That is not the norm for most people. Most people are obligated. Like if you lived in the same town as your mom and your dad, you'd be pulled between two occasions.
0: Yep. Yep. I'd be running around. Um, Typically what I would do is if uh, like when I lived out in Pennsylvania, if I did Thanksgiving with my mom's side, I'd do Christmas with my dad's side and vice versa.
1: There's no stress from your mom or your dad to come visit during the holidays. No, not really. Good for you. Yeah. Is it an age thing, or do they go someplace else? Or? I mean, everyone in our family
0: sort of just travels around, so it's like, hey, if 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 we happen to be part of that group that gets together, cool. If not, love you. Enjoy what you're doing.
1: My Thanksgiving is very different. Well, you I, have uh, it starts the night before, usually prepping things, boiling eggs, uh, peeling potatoes, getting the we have usual things we're supposed to bring to each of the family because I have two Thanksgivings, my wife's family and my family. Uh, by the time we're done getting that food together, we usually go out to eat because we're tired of cooking the kitchen. It takes hours. Yeah. Hours of peeling potatoes. I have a huge family, so it's probably. You have like a fucking army. Pounds. Yeah.
0: That's like getting put on, like, what do they call it in the uh, military? KP duty or yeah. latrine duty or whatever. we
1: fucked up, just peel potato just after co- potato. Yep. It kind of feels like that. And my wife, if she is put under too much stress, doll sort of freaks out.
0: I'm just imagining you like Beetle fucking Bailey at your mom's house. Like.
1: Oh, that's here. That's here. I'm peeling potatoes upstairs. And then doll is, she's got a little um, 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 Julia Childs in her. Okay. Where when she wants to cook something, everything has portioned out before she assembles it. So whatever the recipe calls for is then placed in non-appropriately sized dishes and then it's all ready to go for assembly
0: i kind of understand that i do that a little bit but obviously i'm not a lavish chef i wouldn't even call myself a chef sure but uh, yeah if i if i have enough you know measuring cups or whatnot i'll go ahead and pre pre pre-do it while like water's boiling or something i have a minute why not use that time?
1: I'll tell you why you don't use that time. Because it makes for a lot of fucking dishes. And if you make more than one recipe, it's several, several loads of really? dishes.
0: You don't clean your dishes? at Like, I clean as I cook. So, like, if I use a...
1: She's too hyper. She gets too crazy. Okay. She feels too much stress to make it... She wants everybody to love it. And there's a lot of stress over the preparation of food. She's not chill. It's not, you know, stand on one leg and watch a sitcom and just sort of put her stuff together real chill it's are the potatoes done are they too done are they not done enough do we have enough butter i don't have the right spices
0: good god man! it's yeah
1: do, do the eggs get cold enough so we can peel them i don't want the eggs to look screwed up because she makes deviled eggs for her salad yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. want the shells pitted or whatnot
0: okay i don't eat devil eggs i don't know what that means but
1: oh she's she, she's a perfectionist <laughs> when it comes to her dishes <laughs> Yeah. so after we've gone through that <laughs> war i usually wake up uh Thanksgiving morning, and I like to eat a little something. You know, prime everything. If you don't eat, that's a rookie mistake. You got to eat something in the morning before you go to two Thanksgivings, or you'll peter out too quickly.
0: How so? Really?
1: Your stomach will shrink in between, you know, because you don't usually eat till one or two first Thanksgiving, six or seven second Thanksgiving.
0: So, what would you recommend eating first thing in the morning
1: then? I usually pick up either donuts at the store when I go to pick up the stuff the day before.
0: So you're starting your day off with dessert.
1: Yeah, some sugar, something to kind of give you some false, uh, you know, a little charge, a little false happy. Okay. If, if not that, if you're not going to start off with that, I do highly recommend Eggo waffles, blueberry. Yeah. amazing.
0: I've always just preferred the blueberry in general. I was staying with Obes over the last week, and uh, he ended up getting like a muffin that came with his meal. And, you know, well, what flavor did you get? Blueberry, man. Blueberry. I started thinking about it. It's like, yeah, is there any other fucking flavor?
1: Banana. Ugh. I like banana bread a lot.
0: Oh, not me. Yep. No, can't do that. Can't do apple, apple cinnamon, too dry. Blueberry is the perfect muffin, or it's just the perfect flavor of the breakfast foods.
1: Perfect muffin. I'll have to think about that.
0: It's the perfect... I'm telling you, blueberry, like you said, blueberry egos, blueberry pancakes. Blueberry is just the perfect breakfast flavor.
1: I can't argue with you. I'm a big fan of blueberries. Yeah, it's good. So you could roll with blueberries in the morning, and then when you hit that first... So my first family dinner... Uh, It's a smaller family and everybody's a little more laid back. Her mom's more chilled out about it. And, you know, we just kind of, it's very formulaic. Get there. Hi, hi, hi. Last person that we're expecting starts a dinner. So the last person, like literally that last person will barely be done with their goodbye or hellos. And it's, you know, bam, bam, time to eat. We've been able to stop doing the prayer.
0: Isn't that nice? Is I it nice? I really like it. I I like it. T- well, once again, I'm spending Thanksgivings with Grumpy, so of course we're not we're, we don't have prayer. But uh, if I were to spend it with my family, yeah, prayer. But they're very my family isn't elaborate with their prayer. It's not like rub a dub dub thanks for the grub, but like
1: it's real Presbyterian.
0: But it's somewhere between that and. Thank you, Lord, for all of the blessings. Let me count thee. Blessing one, blessing 1,000, blessing 2,000, you know.
1: Is there scripture?
0: No, no, no. Like I said, it's between rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, and that long-ass shit. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just, hey, we're all glad we could be here together. We're all glad we're alive. We're thankful. Okay.
1: Theirs was, because in my family, my dad would just be like, uh and this was a long time ago. it used to do my family. He'd, you know, rever up, uh, God we're thankful for blah 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 blah, you know, protect <laughs> my children, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and like you just know.
0: when you think he's like coming to the end, then does he like keep going like, oh no, he's just building to the climax or
1: I have other family members, depending on who would be at the occasion, who could step in and prolong it because they're sort of last word junkies and love god
0: like example like uh uncle chuck is uncle chuck one of those he seems more like rub-a-dub-dub thanks for the grub
1: yeah he's not even that
0: yeah just what the fuck are we doing (laughs) yeah he
1: he could there's food eat it (laughs) right he could come in late with company uh wolf down a bunch and leave before you ever knew he was there
0: just (laughs) all salty just just in like a hurricane and not
1: into it he's not not real warm my uncle chuck but i have other family members whom you haven't had the displeasure of meeting yet that are pretty nuts about so how Pretty do you
0: religious. how do you jump into a prayer then? Because I've never seen that. So like, say Travis is at the table saying grace, and I get to you know, we thank you, Amen. And then is that when they jump in, or do right, they
1: right at Amen? And while I have a second, while I have a second, just before you pick up, your, I'd like to say, <laughs> it's just oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Do they do they ever uh, cling the cling the ding 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 ding? Uh, announce varies, that they're jumping
1: it, in. It varies. Usually, my dad—and this is a long time ago—my dad stopped doing this to us a, a good a good period of time ago. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, holidays in general, Easter's, Christmases, anything where God is responsible, right. Christian holidays, it's 50-50 on whether or not somebody's going to want you to go through that. I particularly am disliking. There's two things I I am I'm not enjoying. There's the prayer part of it mm-hmm. and there's the give thanks part of it.
0: Well, yeah, because you're well, you're not a newly discovered atheist. It's those new atheists that are the more assholes about it. Like, you know, and we thank you God. There is no God, you know, you're a seasoned atheist. So you're a little more respectful of the prayer. But while it's going on in your head, you're just silently processing it going.
1: Meh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it's not, I guess it does. it doesn't. What bothers me about most things that involve prayer of any kind mm-hmm. or people asking me to respect their moment of prayer and to join in is that there's a gear inside me that says, go fuck yourself. Right. I really don't want to be forced to do whatever it is you want me to be forced into. Yeah. And if I if I just like quietly protest. So the polite thing to do is to bow your head and just, you know. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You don't have to be real into it. Just yeah. just be respectful.
0: Remember, like you're making mom happy.
1: You or whomever's whomever house ever. I'm at. Right, exactly.
0: Right. You're just respecting the house's custom. Sort of like if you go to another country and they do things a little different way, you do it their
1: way. That's exactly what's polite. Yep. yep. What I really want to do is stand up and go, okay, uh, I'm just going to excuse myself for a second. You guys do your thing. I'll be right back. Right. That's a dick move. You, a can't d- you can't that. do that. You can't do that. You can't do
0: that, you know? Now, if you were in gym land, now let's say they, they, they did this at gym, you know, all right, say you have home court. Yep. For uh, Thanksgiving. Yep. We having a prayer? No. And if someone raises a fuss, well, see, now on that, should they be able to raise a fuss and say, well, we should have prayer. This is a predominantly Christian family.
1: either way. I don't care if you host or not. The second somebody brings God into it...
0: You got to do it.
1: Half the people are God people. And and then there's another half of the people that aren't God people that feel like, well, you know, I don't believe in God, but that doesn't stop me from being a good Catholic. It's like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does, but... (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: So you end up in that
0: small group of dicks. And then you've got like the agnostic front, like me, like,
1: well, you know, the prayer thing could
0: be right. Or there just could be the void at the end.
1: Yeah, I'm a touch agnostic. I'm a touch atheist. And I'm a touch Presbyterian.
0: And all dick.
1: <laughs> also <laughs> Defiant. I guess I'm kind defiant, of defiant. Yeah. And I, when it, it, the, the give thanks thing is intrusive. And I just. Like, I don't want
0: you to know what I'm thankful for.
1: I'm just not a, I'm just not a big group guy. You know, I don't want to.
0: Yeah, you would be very much one-on-one therapy, not group therapy. I would think if 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 you did therapy.
1: I would think. Yeah. yeah. I would think I I I don't know. I would think so. It's just it's a, the prayer thing's a lot of stress.
0: Yeah, I've never I I think once I had to lead prayer and obviously I do this once a week. I talk to people once a week. Um, even before I did the podcast. You know, I I performed. I'd memorize lines and go on stages in front of lots of people. But somehow when you're yeah, it just, I guess for me, because it doesn't come across as authentic when I lead prayer. So I'm like, well, maybe God's up there and we should be thankful for that, but maybe he's not. So maybe we should just dig in and eat. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel like that would insult a lot of people. Yeah. It doesn't go over
0: too good. So then when I end up doing it, like, well, all right. Uh, I'll just say things that I'm thankful for. Like I'm thankful to have my mother here, my sister here, things like that. Uh, because it doesn't, for me, then it's sort of pushing away the religious of it and making it more about family and being glad to be That
1: each is a thankful, see, you've kind of taking it, now, that's where prayers get weird for me. When, yeah. like, the lead person does a prayer and then we're going to pass the prayer around the room. Yes. I won't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I won't do it. I won't, I'm completely happy to be a prick there. Okay. I'm just like, Pass. <laughs> yeah just i'm not into that this is not
0: happening by this point does the family just do oh that's our gym
1: that started a long time ago when i was like nine or ten i was done with it this is bullshit i'm not doing this
0: yeah and then well then when you pass it around the table uh, don't give me you know the kids when you have the kids do it and the kids don't know you know i'm grateful for baseball Cal Ripken Jr.'s cool. That would have been me when I was a kid, obviously. Yeah, There's new since, guys.
1: Long since gone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
1: uh, you know. Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah, there
0: you go. Thank you. I'm grateful for Manny Machado and uh, hopefully he gets a new contract and uh, uh, my school. And you're just like, I want to eat, kid. <laughs> you know, like, clearly your parents didn't prep you on this. Just say, hey, I'm grateful for family and pass the buck. Move on. Got a lot of hungry people at this table. Especially if it's a big table, Let's we have along. what
1: forty people, fifty people at my Thanksgiving. So if each one takes thirty seconds, all of a sudden we're a half hour of prayer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into that.
0: Yeah, by that time, what's the point in eating the food? Now, now we got to re-nuke it.
1: And the the mood, I get kind of, I get grumpy. You do I get grumpy, especially church, when the food I get grumpy,
0: especially when the food's right there and you can't touch it and you're smelling it.
1: And people turn it into like you know the, the personalities come out when people pray. Sometimes little shitty comments are slipped in about other people. I mean, they turn it into
0: themselves. Yeah, it's just a weird deal. Yeah,
1: weird deal. It's unnecessary. Many of the people listening to this know they're walking into that. In the next few days, they're like, okay, I'm walking into a shit show.
0: So, for those of us that are like minded, uh, like us, maybe okay. What's some etiquette tips
1: that we can give? (sighs) For which part of the meal? Mm -hmm. Let's stay with the prayer. I would say that the meal starts, your Thanksgiving starts with the fact that you're probably going to be around or forced to be around a number of people that you would not choose to be around. Okay. And... I
0: love all my family.
1: It is difficult (laughs) to navigate that without either, excuse me, without either being like a little clicky.
0: Right. It is tough because... Like I said, I do love all my family. When we get together, like, I don't have the asshole alcoholic uncle that everyone's like, God, do I have to talk to him? Okay, I'm only around him because, like, we share a genetic, you know, code or, you know, we share blood. Um, Well, your sister could have had an
1: argument with your mom a few days before.
0: Right. And so for me, yeah, it's like I love all of them. But you do. You form up. Like, Goose and I, typically, we farm a little clique Mm -hmm. because we're really close and... So when we get to see each other, Goose and I want to spend as much time with each other as we can. And then, you know, typically the sisters, my mom and her sisters, will kind of click up. My Uncle Troy sort of floats between the crowds. Um, Grandma's sort of like the godfather. She just sort of oversees the whole thing. And
1: do all your, When you go to your mom's, do all the siblings have kids yet?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. everybody's got kids? Yeah, because it's been long enough. And your dad? and. Mm, I haven't done that with my dad in a while. My dad's is a usually a shorter affair. Or if the whole McFalls clan gets together. Yeah, one year. I mean, it was fucking huge. Like you said, it it took probably about a half hour to get through what I'm grateful for. Yeah, I, I mean, it was the entire McFalls clan. And uh, apparently there's a shit ton of us in Pennsylvania. I didn't realize how many of, our, of us there were until I went to that thing.
1: Now, I'm the only child that my parents have that shows up at Thanksgiving that doesn't have kids. Okay. Everybody else has one or more.
0: So then you got to go through them, all their kids. So are, do their kids form clicks?
1: Yeah. Well, all of the kids kind of tend to hang out together. And then there's another set of little, little bit older kids that sort of hang out amongst the adults.
0: That's the way it sort of is. So like my mom's side's the easy, because I'd say I probably spend the majority of my Thanksgiving's holidays typically more so with my mom's side than I do my dad's side. They're a little more laissez-faire, my dad's side. Like, when they do it, they fucking do it, and everyone gets together. So otherwise, they're just like, meh, you know, swing by, give a phone call, whatever. Um, So with... um, There's, like, the first-generation cousins, which is, like, myself, Goose, my cousin who got married uh, last year. Um, And then... um, We're sort of, like, the oldest. And then... About 10 years later, there's, like, a slight second tier with, like, my sister. And then even lower than that, then, like, um, uh, the middle sister, my aunt, she had... Um, and then she has her group. So it's sort of like, you know, the older cousins. Like, you know, we're all in our 30s. We hang out. And then my sister, who's sort of, like, the, the tweener in her 20s, she'll hop from group to group. And then well essentially have my aunt's kids. And you know they interact when they want to with us yeah
1: i try to i mean i, tr- I kind of try to float i find that if you work from the kids towards the parents it mm-hmm. works the best if you try to go right to the parents the kids are kind of like huh see me and they kind of freak out yeah i have also so back to my tips i would say that first thing is to try to introduce yourself to everybody even if you don't like them because just the introduction takes the pressure off right the second thing which goes along with what i was about to say is you have siblings and cousins and potentially aunts and uncles that have kids Mm -hmm. and i feel like you can break them into three groups there's the helicopter parents who have basically turned parenting into their entire identity right so when they arrive it is do all the kids have a plate do all the kids have something to do who's got what kid where is that kid uh when dinner's served getting all of their plates ready moderating what they're going to eat hoping that they get maybe 15 or 20 minutes where they see everybody after the meal and then they start thinking about well when do we get those kids back and when do they get to bed and when do we get our time because their parenting is basically a full-time job
0: relate okay so relate it to my family that would have been goose's mom goose's mom had that role Very much just, okay, here's the plan, because she's the oldest. Right. So she's the oldest of the four kids. So she's very much just in, 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 you know, how's this going? What's that? What's the ETA on that? Okay, you guys got about two hours till bedtime. Start getting ready.
1: Would you say that the energy from the adult put into the children during the holiday to a degree negates both you dealing with the kids or spending time with the kids and or spending time with the parents because the interaction between parent and kid is so overwhelming that there's only like these little windows where you can say, talk, or do something because they're so busy yeah. being a parent or being a kid.
0: Right, right. Uh, well, usually we'd be like, okay, Aunt Goose's mom, chill out. And then usually the sisters would try to get her a glass of wine. And, you oh, know. man,
1: if you said that, if you went to one of my uh, occasions and told either one of my sisters or one of my sisters-in-law to chill out about whatever it was they were doing, that could last two years. There could be two years of resentments, just over, maybe more.
0: Oh wow! Now, now, Goose's mom's cool. She'd just be like, "Okay, okay, yeah, I know, I know, I know." But like, you know, you don't just look at her and go, "Chill the fuck out." I mean, you just kind of look at her and go, "All right, we got it. Everything's fine. Oh, that. Will Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We got it." We got it taken care of. You go relax. It's your holiday too. You go relax.
1: Especially me because I don't have kids. There's a level of I don't understand because I don't have kids. Right. And it's I don't I don't know where people get that cuz I sort of helped raise my little brothers and sister. Yeah. And so even though I'm not a parent, I was left with a lot of time. Yeah. Plus I know kids pretty well. Yeah. I don't I'm, want I don't want to brag, but I'm a pretty good present or birthday gift buyer for my nieces and nephews. But I just, man, that wouldn't go over well, dude. That would not go over well. In fact, if you come over to one of our holiday events, just remember that. that just don't, nothing's forgotten ever.
0: Don't, and don't, don't, don't tell anyone to chill out.
1: Oh, God damn. <laughs> so when I see all of that and I feel like I can't talk to him or whatever, I'm like, hey, what's up? And I just kind of, yeah. it's like a fire that's too hot to stand next to, but uh, it's a controlled burn. And if you stepped in, you just turn it into a blaze.
0: So let me ask you this. So like what Goose and I learned to do is sort of just have a chill vibe. You know, the two of us, we'll go run around, and even as 30-year-olds, we, we're always up to something. We'll try to pull some sort of hijinks or something, specifically on our uncle, um, because that son of a bitch got us so many times when we were a kid. It's like, yeah, we store that shit, too. You talk about two years, lifetime, lifetime on that guy. So, um, But typically, you know, when it's the day of and this and that, we just sort of chill. We're just like, relaxed. So that way, if someone comes rushing into the scene with us, then they kind of stop and go, wait a minute, why am I so just, yeah, when clearly this is a relaxed, you know, setting, relaxed room, we sort of push out that ambiance. Yeah. Would that go over in your family or would they be like,
1: the fuck you doing sitting around? Well, we probably have conservatively 35 people to 40 people in 1,500 to 2,000 square feet. Yeah. And it's kind of crowded. It's difficult to get around. I feel like a lot of Thanksgiving is forced attendance, that people really wouldn't come to Thanksgiving if there wasn't the expectation they needed to show up.
0: So in that case, find yourself a chill corner, you know, like you used to do at house parties. Find yourself a chill corner, a little chill spot, and just sort of circulate with people within that spot. And it's just sort of a nice, relaxed area.
1: I don't dislike your idea, but my parents are empty nesters. So they sort of downsized. Yeah. And the house that they're in is convenient for them, but isn't ideal for that many people to host parties. And They love to host parties.
0: Same place uh, yep. when I went to Thanksgiving yep. or not Thanksgiving, Uh, Easter.
1: Yeah. It would seem pretty crowded then. And we yeah. probably have twice as many people for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. I was about to say, cause when I got there, you were like, this is nothing. Right. This is nothing. I was, you know, already tables filled up, People were pouring out into the living room.
1: Yeah, there's a 12-top table. There's three-bar stools set up. They have separate tables set up in the other room. That's another 20 chairs. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot to make everybody happy. Come to think of it, I don't remember a prayer. No. On no, Easter. No, we got rid of all those. Okay. Years ago. Okay. Years ago. It's great. Yeah. But like I said, in my wife's family, it's different. So then we have the second kind of parent who is, um, who, who I would consider middle of the road their kids are sort of with everybody and that's fine. And, and Just they're real chill about kind of getting things together and they put it on the table and tell the kids to come up and eat. And if they do great, if they don't, they'll remind them a little bit later. And otherwise you can talk to them, visit and, and they're kind of involved in the group, but they're also looking after their kids. And then, and, and so and we all know how to interact with that group because that's fine. They're pretty normal. Pretty easy. Then there's the other side, the very last group. And I really feel like this group, whew, I don't know how to deal with this group. I mean, it's the person that is arrives. Like they're now with you and can be an adult and the kids can just are like now in like a group babysit sitting and they just check out and the kids are nuts.
0: So basically they just come over, rip open the 12 pack, slog it down. It's time to get wasted with the adults because God damn it. This is like the only day that I get to do this out of the entire fucking year and I'm going to unwind like that kind of,
1: (laughs) well, They're just, I mean, you could could put it that way. Our family doesn't have a ton of people that really drink that much. No. I literally brought
0: over an excellent bottle of Riesling and it didn't even get opened.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah. they're just, no. No, I don't don't even, I don't think anybody in my entire family, I've got a big family.
0: Yeah. I was expecting one person to at least say, let me try this. Travis, wow, great call. You were right about this wine. It paired fantastically with the ham. Got nothing.
1: It may may have. <laughs> I would say in the four generations that are at Thanksgiving, we don't have a single DWI in over 50 people. Well, that's
0: that's a good record.
1: It's unusual.
0: That's, that's highly unusual. It's unusual.
1: Just because you could you know, have one extra wine after work and just be unlucky. Yep. We have like a 0.8 state. Yeah. It doesn't take
0: much. Yeah. When we had uh, the off, the deputy on the show, yeah, he that kind of scared me. Yeah, because you don't know what they're giving you in those pours. <laughs> no.
1: No, you don't. Big Brewster beer, a couple of those, all of a sudden you're driving off the road.
0: See, that's why I stick with beers, though, when I drink. You know, like if I'm, say, just having a beer after work or having a drink after work, I have a beer because having worked in liquor stores, I know what each beer's uh, alcohol content is, and I know how many ounces of it I can drink. So even if I get one tall one, I know I'll still be good because I can have three 12-ouncers.
1: I really wish that my mom and dad would move or my in-laws would move Thanksgiving to a different day over that four day weekend because you can't do that. It's, it's so slammed together that I feel like, like when we go to my wife's parents, Thanksgiving, my wife kind of eats more than her fill Mm -hmm. and I just, I eat a polite amount. I really like her cooking, but it doesn't matter how much I like her cooking. I reserve space for my mom. Right. Right. So, We kind of like, okay, you gouge yourself here and I'll gouge myself there.
0: Now let's say yourself
1: is it gouge or gorge, gorge,
0: gorge,
1: gorge, gorge. Don't want to gore. gore yourself.
0: definitely don't want to gore yourself. No,
1: Um, thank you.
0: (laughs) That'd be like gorging yourself, eating too much and then shitting yourself. That would be like goring yourself, vomiting. Okay. Anyway, um, if it was reversed, if you went to your folks place first, would you be gorging yourself then first meal and then still polite portion or would you vice versa?
1: Well, man, I really love my mom's cooking. Now, I'm not saying that my mom's cooking is the best Thanksgiving cooking in the world. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I grew up with it. It's very familiar to me. So when I'm around it, I tend to like it more than others.
0: Yeah, when I'm around my mom and my mom cooked specifically, um, my mom got the recipe from my grandma Diane, who passed away. But um, she makes like a pot roast, like like a, you know... Just this is basically it's like pot roast with noodles and carrots. It's real simple potatoes. It's just a simple pot roast, seemingly. But my God, man, I eat the fucking shit out of that, like so much of it. And you know, I know some people would come over and say nothing special about it. It's just fucking pot roast. But goddamn, dude, I love my mom's pot roast.
1: So some there's something there's there's a magic that of uh, familiar through your yeah. childhood and when. Yep when you tap into that, it doesn't matter if, you know, an iron chef made Thanksgiving dinner, you know, it's not my mom. So fuck off.
0: Exactly. Iron chef can make the same fucking pot roast. I'm like, "Eh, you know, you need to go back to school guy.
1: I've had a number of opportunities and cooked. different. I, I one year cooked a a turkey, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Actually. Mm -hmm. Have you ever cooked a turkey yourself?
0: No, no. Last year was our first endeavor with it. And grumps cooked it basically roasted, uh, put it in the oven
1: Yep, oven roasted yeah little clamshell kind of thing
0: yeah um i didn't see too much because yeah my birthday was the night before so i didn't wake up until pretty like i got a text message saying wake up food's God, done
1: why do you, you keep bringing shit up i want to talk about in the middle of something that i want to talk about <laughs> all right well let's stay on this stay on topic
0: here so um so this year uh since my yeah um i plan on being a little more involved not to divulge too much for later, but my birthday does fall on Thanksgiving this year, so I got to take it easy a little bit more Work than I did last year. Right? Yep. Yep. Celebrate. Yeah. And um, so I'll be a little more involved, but at the same time, Grumps is very much if he's cooking something, stay the fuck out of his kitchen.
1: Okay. Back to the question: Have you cooked a turkey? So no, I have not. Okay. Have you been around your mom or your stepmom when they have cooked turkeys?
0: Well, yeah. You know, I've been around.
1: Are they always roasted?
0: In the oven, yes.
1: Okay. Oven roasted. Is there anything out of the ordinary that you notice that they do with those?
0: No, I just know that the turkey's in the fucking oven.
1: Okay. All right. So you're going to have to... I'm going to have to take the floor a little bit. All right? right? Okay. I have been trying to get a little bit more out of turkey when I cook it. And I I usually only cook it on holidays, so I don't get a lot of tries. But... Having, you know, I'm a Food Network freak. I don't know why, but I watch a lot of cooking shows. It's really weird. I don't have any explanation. I
0: I didn't know that you were a foodie.
1: uh, It's not even as much that I'm a foodie. Like, when I come home, I like to have Food Network or Food Channel on because it relaxes me.
0: See, it doesn't relax me at all. It stresses me out.
1: Yeah, my mom was always around me cooking something or doing something. She's always doing that. So if I turn Food Network on, it's really familiar to me.
0: I'm just like, now I got to buy all these ingredients that I can't fucking (laughs) afford. And like the time that it took them to make this, Jesus, man.
1: It doesn't make me hungry. I don't don't snack or anything. It's just a familiar thing in the background.
0: I'm looking at my like, you know, bachelor chow, freaking single man frozen dinner, then watching that. And I'm like, the fuck did I go wrong?
1: I have an excellent cook in my, uh, in doll dolls been, you know, she's wonderful cook. Uh, she tends to, she's a girl. We don't have kids. So consequently, depending on when I catch her, she's on one of several diets. Okay. Just, that's the way it is. So depending on what mood she's in, when I walk in the door, I have to guess, are we having chicken breasts in Caesar salad tonight? Or is this a lasagna night?
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: So I watched so putting that on just sort of chills me out so in the in the scope of taking in all these shows, I over the years have seen a turkey cooked a million different ways right so the first year, uh, I decided I would help out and make a turkey because we were having I was bringing a lot of my friends over to christmas or for Thanksgiving, and I felt like well i should I should make a bird, so I made all of these little cuts in in the bird itself, and they, you would stuff garlic in there, mm. and the garlic was supposed to give this. Meat, the the meat of the bird, this really warm flavor, mm-hmm. right? That was a bad, bad idea.
0: That doesn't sound like it would.
1: It was not good.
0: It was just fucking garlicky and dry?
1: Um, it did dry it out because each one of those cuts then were like this gaping wound for all the juices Juiced to the, escape yeah. the bird. Yep. And it, it didn't, because there wasn't enough juice, the meaty area around the garlic, little garlicky. But otherwise, the juice kind of, Went right through the garlic and out of the bird and into the...
0: The dripping pan.
1: The dressing, and then the dressing was too garlicky. So that was a bad (laughs) idea. So then another year, they said, uh, roast the turkey and smother the whole turkey in peanut butter. And what, it wouldn't taste like peanut butter. It would just give the skin this really great flavor and keep the bird really moist.
0: What, like give it like a glaze, like a crusted
1: glaze or something? You patted the whole thing dry, and then you just smeared peanut butter all over it. And then you roasted it. I know the peanut butter would affect the drippings of the bird going into a gravy, but uh, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't worried about that because we had two birds, right. so my my drippings weren't that important. We didn't need them, so I could just whatever. Was the bird more moist? I couldn't tell a difference. Between my mom, so and I was I was really I'm kind of competitive, so I kind of wanted to make a better bird than my mom's or have it some feature of it be superior. Right. Nothing. Nothing at all. So then the next year, uh, we went to my wife's family and we had one oven roasted turkey and one, have you ever had like a fried turkey, a turkey fryer?
0: So that was like probably the only like different type of turkey that I've ever had that wasn't like just sort of home home, mom cooked, oven baked, was uh, this dude we knew in Italy. I guess he came from Louisiana or something and he made us, made us like this fucking Cajun turkey out of, yeah, he put it in some weird container kind of thing it almost looked like a propane drum meets a grill and uh it was delicious it's fucking delicious what
1: did you like about it
0: i don't remember this was back when i was in high school i just remember it was just the seasoning it was a different cajun sort of seasoning um not too dry not too wet you know because you can actually over wet your turkey too you ever Mm -hmm. had soggy turkey
1: it's usually when it's not thawed correctly.
0: Yeah, not good. No, not good. And so nasty. this, yeah, this turkey was just fucking awesome. Um, my mom's turkey's still better, <clears throat> but uh, you know, we this, had a, it, it was a good change up.
1: We had the fried turkey and the regular turkey. My wife swears that the fried turkey was the best turkey she ever had. I should say that. I noticed no detectable dist- difference between the two of them.
0: So they put no special seasonings or anything in it. Just. Straight up, same thing. One was fried, one, one, one was, one was and roasted. Okay. That
1: was part of the experiment was to not do those extra things and just be like, right, right. which what, style? Right. Is this tomato, kind of tomato or? Yeah. yeah. And it's outside. At the time it was cold. Um, I believe had they let the fried turkey sit an extra 20 or 30 minutes that the juices would have redistributed and it would have been... Uh, at least as good as the oven roasted turkey, but they didn't do that, so I kind of thought it was a little dry. Okay, doll completely disagrees with me. If she were here right now, she'd be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. totally wrong. So when none of those worked, I resulted to making a brine and putting my turkey in a brine for several days.
0: So just salt? You just put your turkey in salt,
1: basically? No, no, no. It was, it was salt and spices, and we had a whole herb bundle, and there were bunches of onions stuffed into the turkey. And you wait for the turkey to thaw, and then you put it in an ice brine bath for several days to try to get the meat to absorb, because the salt will take some of the juice out of the bird mm-hmm. and replace it with some of your brine. That's, that's the idea anyway. Oh, man. This was several days. Several days of managing the brine, making sure the turkey stayed good, and then ultimately roasting the turkey.
0: In my head, I can just see where this is going, Clark Griswold.
1: You think something bad happened?
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking like you overjuiced, like the brine soaked out all of the juice, so when you went to cut into it, it just deflated like a flat tire.
1: Nothing bad happened. Everything was executed fine. The bird was cooked fine It got rested fine. When my mom's turkey and my turkey were side by side, I couldn't tell you whose was whose. Weird, and it's not that my mom like like I, I I I shouldn't go back. My mom's bird tasted better because she had hers stuffed with stuffing, and I could detect that it was hers because of the stuffing yeah. flavor. But my bird, through all of that time and energy, not a lot of difference.
0: See, that's the thing too. The Cajun bird—that's the only one that I've had. Like I could tell the difference. I mean, I've had people. Say they use different method, because obviously no one person cooks a bird the same way, for the most part. And for me, it's just, I always, you know, it's never really flavor that I detect. It's more texture, dryness versus, you know. Is it Yeah, too, exactly. You know, that's always the way I can judge a turkey. And it's sort of like, sometimes it's just done just right. Other times, too dry. I'd sooner, okay, would you rather a, a turkey be too dry or too wet?
1: Well, if it's too wet, not too just too juicy, no, but too, too ju- wet. Yeah, too. W- I call it wet,
0: but I guess you could maybe say too.
1: When ju- the bird's too juicy, that's unusual. Yeah. Well, if it's too wet, it didn't get thawed correctly, and then when you bite into it, the meat's got a weird texture. Yeah, yeah. I it's do not want like. That.
0: It's just like it. A- I don't know. I'm like doing like this emaciated
1: motion. or uh, kind of yeah, You can just rub gritty, it. Yeah, gritty. you
0: just sort of rub it, and it's weird. And then it defeats the purpose of the gravy because then you're like, well, what do I need the gravy for? Then and it's just you know going to be even. So I guess I'd sooner it be dry because at least if it's dry, pour some gravy over that fucker. It'll at least soften it up. Use a word that some people hate. Some people don't care about moist. Moistens it up a little.
1: I don't have a problem with moist. Some people have a problem with the word moist. It's usually girls. Uh not really,
0: actually. I found I found it to be about seventy-five, twenty-five in favor of guys that don't like the word moist.
1: I think we've covered this. Have we? We have talked the moist word. Yeah. I think in the same conversation we discussed the word panties. Panties. Girls <laughs> do not like the term panties where guys do.
0: Yeah, you just I don't know. That's what I was boys wear underwear, girls wear panties. Yeah,
1: they don't like that.
0: Oh creeper neat.
1: Really? A creeper word, I'm told. What what do they call them now? (sighs) Underwear. I
0: guess I should get a girlfriend in NASCAR. Maybe a thong. Thong, yeah. A Brazilian.
1: So I would love if any of you have a viable turkey method that would give me a different result than the result I've been getting. Now, I have heard that you can take just the breasts from the bird and cook the breasts a variety of different ways and come up with a, a, a different or unique or
0: yeah, but doesn't that feel like cheating? Not cheating, but sort of skewing the odds.
1: If I got something out of it, because turkey pound for pound is pretty cheap.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you if I always, liked it more, that would be cool. I mean, you could always just cook a ter- turkey to a certain degree, then slice it up, season it how you want it, re, re, re-throw it in the oven.
1: and Dolan, I never do that. I don't know why, but we never do that. And I think it's because we associate turkey with all of sort of the forced, frenetic. I'll give you a great example. When I get to my mom's house, I usually get to my mom's house about 5.30 or 6.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I arrive, she'll say something like, well, how did you enjoy your day with Holly's parents? And I'll say, well, we got there about 1.30 and we stayed till about 3.34 and then we heated the potatoes at my house and then brought them to your house.
0: That feels like a loaded question.
1: Well, what she's saying is she hasn't seen me all day on Thanksgiving. It's now 6 o'clock at night and I'm coming at the time that dinner's being served and I'm just there to eat and leave and I'm doing the bare minimum. Right. Because my mom very much keeps score. Yes. Which isn't the case. We, you know, get up in the morning, have a little breakfast, start where we need to start for her family's house, get there about 1, spend about two and a half, three hours there, go back to our house, get the next round of food ready, go to my mom's, spend... Three and a half hours, maybe four, with her because she's, you know, a little nuts. That's and then we leave. Yeah. Now, now, in my time that I spend with my family, I will then spend the very next day, Black Friday. You know, I'm a big Black Friday guy. I like it. Go shopping for deals. We'll discuss that actually, the show. And then we'll all get together as a collective on Black Friday and go get our Christmas trees, including taking tree from house to house to house and putting said tree up and trimming it and getting it all stable until I return back to my home at 7 o'clock. I spend the very next whole day almost entirely with my family. Okay?
0: And you spend four hours with hers.
1: Three and a half maybe. Yeah. And my mom still, like when I get to the house, if it's not the amount of time that I didn't spend with my family, it's the members of the family that aren't coming. So there's this sort of... I don't know, like it's not a great occasion. It's, you know, like if this person had been there, it's always something Something is just, Some, it's never enough.
0: Right, something made it not good.
1: I hate that.
0: Yeah, right? Be thankful for what you had. It's, Isn't that the spirits of the holiday?
1: And, and it's, you know, I, I could tell you that my wife's family is really chill about it, but in essence, as relaxed and chill as they are about it, you know in the background... That they're sort of bullied by the fact that my family's just so overwhelming. So yeah. they just tone it down because they feel bad for us.
0: Right. Like maybe they would like to just have one Thanksgiving where they get to spend the entire day with their daughter.
1: They probably would. Yeah. Or one day during that four-day weekend. Why don't we spend it with them? Right. Now this year, my little sister, our, our entire family, all of our siblings are going to be together this, this Thanksgiving. So on the Saturday following Thursday Thanksgiving, we're getting together for a family picture.
0: People still do that?
1: We haven't done one in probably 20 years.
0: I think I was 24 the last time I did one. Yeah.
1: Many people in the family are not excited about family picture day.
0: I think only two people in the family were excited about picture day when we did it. And it was like the grandparents who were putting the whole thing on.
1: So we're going to do family picture day this year after tree day.
0: What are you guys wearing?
1: Red or white. I know
0: my family like goes out and buys fucking like uniformed shorts and shirts, both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side
1: do the same thing. Cause we're, you know, we're all so weird. We're just, isn't that weird? We're we're all a collective species just weird. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess cause it shows family unity or something, but clearly when we walk away from that picture, every one of us, you know, hates the picture. I go, yeah, I'll go and like throw on some sort of like alien tea or like, capitals shirt or something like that. My dad will, you know, throw on his freaking, you know, his like polo type deal that he'll wear. You know, my uncle Gary will go throw on a rock, you know, like a Kiss T-shirt.
1: I'm sure everybody shows up and kind of goes to their own comfortable clothes after yeah. uniform. So we will though have spent the entire Saturday then together, and then Saturday night we sort of have like a family reunion because not everybody that is showing up for the family picture will be at my mom's Thanksgiving. Because my mom and dad are a nuclear family of two former families and their own family. So we have relatives and people showing up the Saturday after just for the picture and then having a family night that night. So we're talking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all family, almost all hours blocked off for family. And the comment from my mom on Thursday night will be, oh, you decided to show up. (laughs) That's real. That's going to happen.
0: When literally you're dead, I mean, I looked at this four day. Well, it's four day weekend for you, three day weekend, split three day weekend for me. I have to go in on Black Friday. Um, I was like, okay, man, perfect. Jim's gonna do the family thing on th- like, you know, we've been talking about watching Train Spotting two for a while. I was like, yes, this, you know, because you just recorded it. So it was like, we're gonna get a chance. We're gonna get Sunday. a chance. Maybe do some cocktail Well, that no, no, can't do cocktails then ah uh, yeah so sunday yeah we could do sunday
1: friday night Well, oh, it's gonna be tough we're gonna have to make arrangements friday for
0: yeah friday night would be tough
1: your birthday what uh-huh. are we gonna do for your birthday yeah. how old are we now we're gonna be 36 <sighs> just a kid you know what i give to be 36 yeah
0: i know I, well hey it's the last year of my middle 30s okay
1: it was already the last year of your middle 30s
0: no no so it goes 30 to 33 is your early 34 to 36 is your middle three 37 to 39 you're late
1: well however you want to break that up well let me tell you you're over the middle and then you're when i
0: pass no, no and then when i turn 37 i'm going to somehow be able to bridge that into middle as well
1: i'm sure that'll help your dating
0: yep it, well it'll just help my esprit to
1: wait no. so you're going to be 36 and you were 34 when we started this mess yeah wow what are we going to do for this birthday you weren't yeah holy
0: shit you hadn't you hadn't reach the 40 barrier when we nope, started No, I was this in month.
1: my 30s when we started this. Mess. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know because I mean, it'll either have to be when, see, I want to do Wednesday night, but then everyone has to go and wake up early in the morning and drive around and see families. So no one really wants to do Wednesday night.
1: The bars will be full in town on Wednesday night. See,
0: that's my thing. Uh, I know like when I'm in Pennsylvania, that's the best time to have a birthday cause, my birthday fell on Wednesday before Thanksgiving last year. And I just wish that I could be back in Pennsylvania because all my friends, everyone goes back there, and you just happen to see each other at the bar, and it's a great fucking time.
1: I love that you love that, because that's my hell. That's my nightmare.
0: See, I love it. Oh, I okay. I loved it in my twenties, but I don't know how many of those guys are actually going out now, because they all have families and I don't so I'd probably be the only one in there looking around like we're like
1: driving by and seeing the bar, like, there's Travis. Poor Travis. There he is. <laughs> Just all alone and drunk again on the holiday. Um, God, that was a terrible picture you just painted. I
0: know, right? Um, it hasn't happened yet, though. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm. I just I don't know what to do. Uh, Thursday is my actual day, but I got to go into. I was going to celebrate on Thursday, but I got to go into work on Friday.
1: So you're going to unfurl this a little cleaner here. What do you want to do for your birthday?
0: It would just be nice to go out. Have a dinner, have some drinks with the guys, maybe in like a place that I haven't seen before, and maybe a location that I haven't been before. You know, like a different part of town, somewhere mm-hmm. outside of like the Egan, Burnsville, Southern suburb area.
1: Outside of Obi, who else's birthday do you actively participate in? <laughs>
0: Grumps, Grumps celebrates his birth. He starts his birthday the night before his birthday, and then he runs it. He's one of those guys that'll run it. He'll take the next two to three days off after his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, And usually he does that. Usually most of the time, what is it, like five-sevenths of the time, your birthday is going to fall on a work night. So, um,
1: so Grumps and Obi, you participate Grumps, in those Obi. two birthdays.
0: I mean, once again, if a friend's around and they have a birthday and they tell me about it and that they want to celebrate it, I'm in. Those are the only two guys that I really know that like to
1: do it still. Everybody um, I know enjoys doing something for their birthday.
0: Yeah, you... The guys that
1: don't want to do something for their birthday, what it really means is they don't want to do something with you on their birthday. They still enjoy their birthday.
0: Okay, Jim, thanks. So that's that's why you never tell me it's your birthday.
1: I don't... Uh... I don't do much more than uh actually, you know what? That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. And it, it's Yeah,
0: every time I ask you about your birthday, because I find out from Obes, he's like, Oh yeah, it was Jim's uh, birthday." birthday asking about it when you see him on Monday. And I do, and he's like, eh, eh, it's another fucking day.
1: <laughs> I'm not that <laughs> pessimistic about it. I just on my birthday, what I'm really looking for is just to, you know, be able to to relax. Most of my life is spent doing a lot of things. Today, my mom, I had to redo the brakes in her car. (laughs) Impromptu. Yeah. I had to do her... That's why I was calling you early to do the show. Yeah. I did my mom's brakes in the middle of November, almost December, on the street. On the street of a three-quarter ton truck. Rotors and brakes. Rotors
0: and brakes. And Thursday,
1: she'll still say... So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here you are. So when my birthday rolls around, I love that I hear from everybody. Um uh, people usually want to try to to do something for me, but I just I don't know what that thing would even look like anymore. Yeah. When I was little, it's like get me all the toys you could. And when yep, I was in yep. high school, you know, it was let's all get together. Yeah, all the, get all me my the friends. fuck out of the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the time you're in your twenties, you, you were first. Let's you go started,
0: fucking party
1: until you were like twenty five or twenty six. No, oh, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. I kept it going.
1: I didn't. Yeah. 25, 26, I was, you know, let's party. And then by the time I got to 26 to 30, I was just happy. Everybody still wanted to get together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 30s. Well, then again, I was sort of isolated in Texas when I hit 30s. So 34 was sort of the first birthday I spent around friends. And I had the day off, the next day off, et cetera. And uh, I just remember it was sort of like I got wasted way too early. By the time,
1: like, everyone had shown up,
0: I was already wasted.
1: My peer group were parents early so by the time i hit 26 or 27 i'm looking around and this person's got a kid and married this person's got a kid and married this person's got a kid and married it's like okay uh i guess i'm good you know let's go to the arcade and golf a little bit we'll have a cake at night and we'll be good and it's just sort of gotten a little more tempered and a little more tempered and
0: see that's what's nice about your birthday though because you start to have nice weather around your birthday whereas my birthday
1: not a lot of people
0: wanted to go outside it's right next to a holiday so i mean i'm I get the phone calls, but or the texts, but
1: right. But we should yeah. have like all gotten tickets to the wild game and gone out for the wild, or you Gee, know, thanks. done something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or at least you know, say, hey, when the Caps come to town, I got you, buddy. You know, like it's November, there's shit going on, but I know you like this team called the Capitals.
1: You gotta have for You have to be as forwardly considerate as you would hope others would be onto you. Yes, and you must remember that Obi is happy to join the party if there's a party, just as you'd spoken earlier. Hey, if you know somebody's around me and they're having a party, I'm happy to participate. But he's not big in like putting himself way out there for you. Mm. He's not going to organize a whole group of people no. and a dinner and make sure people have rides. He's not that kind of considerate.
0: Well, and especially in his line of work, my birthday falling on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, it's always his fucking busy time. It wouldn't. So matter. literally, he pops in. Uh, the first year I was up here, he pops in, tosses me, a, tosses me a thing of fireball. Happy birthday. Sticks around for a cocktail or two, out. Yep. Uh, last year, I, I, a little of the same. But yet, when it comes to his birthday, all fucking week. <laughs> all fucking week.
1: People are self-centered, dude.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'll take what I can get. If if someone wants to,
1: if any of you guys out there want to, you know,
0: not doing anything that Friday night, I'll be celebrating Friday night. Um, if you want to take me out, you know. It'd be cool to maybe hit up, like, St. Paul. Like, I hear they have
1: some cool bars in St. Paul. Um, I might not be able to hit you up. You know what? It's been going on. You remember when we talked about me updating my iPhone? Yeah. Let me show you something.
0: So you had it automatically. I automatic have my,
1: my iPhone 6 out. My I have Plus. the same phone. I'm showing phone. Travis. Yep. And I'm going to hit the home button. And uh, as I open my phone, you can see that it's not immediately responsive to the numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the very top of my phone... It will. Well, right now I'm getting some text messages, but it shakes. And wow, I, I don't know You're why. You're really I'm getting texts. Getting so many texts right now, but the phone right now is in a a workable position. Should I play with the phone a lot right now? All of a sudden it'll stop being responsive to touch. In the very top line of the phone right here, it'll start to shake and jiggle, and sort of architecture will come out. It'll be real blocky, and it will be dead. I won't be able to get anything else to work, but the home button. Do you know how this is fixed? I will take my phone, turn it upside down so that the screen is facing the table and slam the phone to the table.
0: Oh, that's healthy for it.
1: And then the phone works again. That's so stupid. I discovered this out of a bit of about of frustration after three hours of it being unresponsive and slamming it on the table and then picking it up to show somebody and it worked. I'm like, see, it doesn't work. And I'm like, Holy fuck. It's working again.
0: See, I didn't download iOS 11. Um, I accidentally downloaded one of the last ones from the 10. Um, but then I always read Forbes. Forbes, I always read their um, Apple section on should I or should I not download this update. And because uh, uh, it was ever since the four when the um, new ones came out and they broke the fours. Uh, ever since then, I, I followed along with Forbes advice and it, they've always been solid um unfortunately i did not follow along with forbes on one of the last ones with uh, 10 um i don't know why i just i think i hit the button on accident it just started updating i was like okay um and even with one of the last ones from 10 i've noticed some funky shit happening yeah like Uh, delays like like if you're watching a video and like you flip the screen it won't flip right it'll that happen yep yep um you're scrolling just through, like, a web page, reading an article, and then it just locks up on you. Had
1: that happen the only as way, well, Yep, yep. got to hit
0: the home button and sort kill of... Kill apps. Kill yep. apps, yep, and then go back in. Little things like that. Um, yeah. This upset
1: noticing. me this time. I've been a long-time iPhone user now. I think the first iPhone I got was a 4. I wasn't the 3 or 3S three guy or the original I iPhone I got
0: guy. the 4S, yeah, when they Sprint had the, like, iPhone plan, and you basically got an iPhone 4S for like a hundred bucks. Yep. Yep.
1: I I went from a uh, Crackberry to an iPhone. That was a jump Crackberry.
0: I, I went from a uh, Metro PCS Android to that.
1: Okay. So I have not gotten a Samsung yet. And Samsung's running this commercial where they show this guy opening all the versions of iPhone and at a certain point the iPhone like starts to fall behind the Samsung and you're watching him kind of deal with the shortcomings of the iPhone and the advanced Sort of thoughtfulness of the Samsung, right? And I'm so I'm I'm they're peeking me, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. well, maybe maybe it's this is the time to go get an eight or a note. Like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I go to a store. I go to the, the Apple store, and I I or, I'm, excuse me the AT and T store, and I'm talking to people around me. That have Samsungs, they love them. They love the camera. They love the list. Yeah,
0: Samsung people are so hardcore.
1: Gospel about it. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. And then almost like, as bad
1: I, as Apple people.
0: Well, they're, they're like, I actually went to Apple and I just used that piece of shit for as long as I had to until I got a new. Fo- I was able to get a new phone on my plan and I went straight back to
1: Samsung. Right. Yeah. Which drew me to it. Yeah. So then I went into the store and uh, the first the first Apple store or excuse me the first AT and T store I went to. Nobody was rocking the Samsungs.
0: Hmm.
1: All of them had apples. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I I asked them like, well, when's the 10 going to be in? And like, well, we have the 1064. And I'm like, well, I want a 256 and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, you got to wait for that. And I was like, well, I, I want to go over here and look at the Samsung. And I know that they make a little bit better spiff if you buy the Samsung. And they make more money if you buy that as one of the salespeople than if you were to buy the Apple. Hmm. And the screen on an Apple is, in fact, made by Samsung, right? So there's a little <laughs> crossover. True? Yeah, that- yeah. They, in fact, Samsung makes more money making Apple screens than they do selling Samsung Galaxies. <laughs> so I started playing with the Galaxy. And yeah, it's a little bit different, but it's different in like a good way. Okay. All of a sudden, one of the salespeople come up to me and they're like, you really should just wait for the 10. I'm like, why? I've, I've been, you know... I still have, you know, corded headphones and I don't want to have that stupid dongle that the iPhone 10 has got. And uh, I like the size of the note. It's still bigger than the, the iPhone 10, you know, and I'm like telling him why I want to buy a Galaxy. Yeah. And he starts launching programs on the 10 because he's got a 10
0: mm-hmm.
1: next to the Samsung. Simple things like going to Fandango or Rotten Tomatoes. Just or going into an app or uh words with friends or uh you know any of the games okay um simple things like launching the calculator um getting from screen to screen through cameras or or whatever and there's a serious difference in time to get these things open and also how how they move how they play is different there's a certain frame rate difference it just it looks a lot nicer on the 10 and feels a lot nicer then he goes to a couple of other popular programs and he'd show the, and this is a display phone. He's showing the display phone. He's like, this happens in all my friends' phones, watch this. And it, it like shorts out. It like stalls out. It can't really load that program. And he starts telling me that there aren't the same checks and balances on the Galaxy line and, and through that Android store as there are in the Apple store. And that certain things will launch either incomplete or they aren't. Kind of quality controlled, and I have to accept so, that.
0: So it's like a fucking video game. They launch it, and then just oh, we'll patch it later.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I was like, well, look at the picture. You know, the, the the camera on the Samsung's better, and the audio cable's better. And he's like, totally, I agree. And if I could get the Samsung to work the way I wanted it to, I would. And he's like, but everybody in the store has apples. And so now I'm thinking there's something spoofy with this. Store. Right,
0: right, right. Like, uh, does everyone get a free fucking apple? Yeah. What's up?
1: Yeah, it's shady, right? Yeah, shady. So I go over to Sprint because I'm I'm also provider open. I don't right. have to stay with eighteen. Oh, too.
0: same here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I go over to Sprint and I go to a different store in Sprint and I got a couple Galaxy people, mm-hmm. but there were just as many Apple people and that in store discussion broke out about the shortcomings of the Galaxy and the shortcomings of the Apple. And all of a sudden they're bringing up like their repair queue. Yeah. They're like, look how many of these are either Samsung or Motorola. Or they're they're all Android phones. We almost never have any repairs with our Apple phones. I mean, people do. Here's a broken screen. Here's a broken this. This person, you know, bitched about a bent phone. So they're starting to like sway me back to Apple. Yeah. Now that my phone's being goofy, I'm going to have to wait until middle December to get an iPhone 10.
0: Why middle of December?
1: They're they're just selling out like crazy again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's my thing. Um, So I've got the Sprint iPhone for life. I can trade in for a 10 right now, but I probably couldn't get one. And then, you know, in addition to that, since I'm on the lease deal and it's not mine, I got to buy an otter box for it because I don't want it to break while it's on lease. Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I'm just waiting for some friends of mine to sort of get the 10, let them be the crash test dummies and sort of check it out. I have
1: some friends that have it now, just like you said. The new iOS has got some some wrinkles with it, In fact, and that's yeah, not actually, different than Android. Yep. Their relay shit was buggy, too.
0: Forbes literally said the newest update, like it's unusual that they launched this many quick fixes this quick. Yeah. But he did We're say-
1: We're at 11.12, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, he, uh, but he said overall, it you want to get this phone. It's a good phone, but, you know, just <laughs> wait for some updates to come out.
1: It's the first generation of a new phone. I'm not excited about it, but yeah. as you can see, my phone is not working. Um, I have there's three types of people in my life. There's that are non Apple people. There are the people that are diehard and will never ever do an Apple product. Yep, Kay? I, know I those don't people. have brand loyalty. I really yeah, don't. Same here. Uh, then I have the second group that has just recently left, and you can sort of tell there's a little buyer's remorse about it, but they can't admit it because what's done is done
0: and pride.
1: Right. And there's the last group that either does not care what kind of phone they have at all. They'll just straight up tell you, I fucking don't care about it.
0: If I could still have a flipper phone, I'd still have a flipper. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're just, it's like there's a sense of cool and not caring about their phone or whatever. Like, I I don't want to be contacted by anybody or use any of this fendangledness. I just, it just is. It's a fucking phone. Use it for phoning. Or they are very unhappy with their phone. And they aren't necessarily going to go back to Apple, but they're unhappy with their phone.
0: Well, that covers pretty much a broad spectrum of anybody. I bet you you could say the same about people on the Apple side of the fence.
1: So Apple people, I find them to be like ultra left liberals. (laughs) Like they're (laughs) just they've just or or ultra right wing. Mm -hmm. You know, they've just decided to go so far to the edge of whatever it is they are that they just aren't open to any discussion. (laughs) Right. I have nothing to say to those people. Right. I have gone back and forth between PlayStation and, and Xboxes and Nintendos. And I mean, those yeah. are sort of my brand wars in my youth. I don't give a shit about DC or Marvel. Just who makes the best comic.
0: Right. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I was an Xbox guy for a while, but then the PS4 beat out the Xbox one, in my opinion, for what I wanted it to do. So I went PlayStation. Now, if I had money for a new system, I'd probably go with the Xbox.
1: I remember playing Madden for a long time and then all of a sudden game day came out and I was a big day, game day guy. And then I went back to Madden and then all of a sudden NFL 2K came out and I was like, Oh, this is amazing too. And then I went back to Madden and then of course Madden. Now you just NFL have, no, yep, yep, have, you have no rival, no choice. But, uh, I, you know, if, if it's, if it's, if it does the things I wanted to do and I enjoy it and I like it, I'm on board. I really honestly don't care. And if it's significantly cheaper, yeah. which the galaxy eight is not significantly cheaper. So we got into this iPhone discussion because we were talking about Black Friday a little bit. Mm -hmm. There aren't a tremendous amount of deals out there anymore. Last year we talked about Black Friday too, but please let me explain. For the most part, the movies you want, the games you want, they're all authorized by the same studios, the same people, the same companies to put these particular titles on the cheap for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to buy FIFA at Walmart or you want to buy it at Best Buy, the only thing that's going to really help you out on, uh, on with your Black Friday deals is whether or not you have like a Gamers Club or, or yep. um, I don't know what GameStops is, but they have another like yeah, Power program. Up program. Th- yes, thank you. The Power Up program. Um, you know, maybe you, you've got the Barnes & Noble frequent buyer. Those little like customer incentives, if you have that and don't have it someplace else, I would follow that. And a lot of that you're going to be able to do online.
0: Oh, I almost went nuts on, um, on Saturday, Saturday. So, you know, like I said, I was staying at Obes. So I had internet. He was at work. I was just killing in time, like enjoying life with internet because I don't have (laughs) it at my fucking house. As you should. Yeah. And, um, um, so I let my PlayStation plus membership expire and I'm seeing all these great black Friday deals. Um, South Park, uh the South Park game.
1: Yep, it's twenty bucks off.
0: Yeah, forty bucks. 40 bucks. And I'm looking everywhere is gonna be selling it, but I could have just downloaded it plus stick of truth for 40 bucks right
1: there. Which I recommend doing. And
0: I was I was gonna do it, but then it was like, Oh, but you've gotta be a PS plus member. I'm like, Well, motherfucker, yeah, I got the new job, I've got some money now, but I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars
1: do will be cheap. Live it up. You could be dead tomorrow.
0: No, but I'm not going to spend the sixty dollars just to get stick of truth for twenty dollars no, less. you
1: Literally, could be dead tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I could
0: <laughs> die on my fucking way home tonight. Just saying. Uh, I know. You know. Jesus, you don't think I don't fucking think of this shit? I'm trying not to think of this shit to lead a healthier life. Um. So it just pissed me off because I could have gotten it for forty. But I mean, I'm not going to be a PS plus subscriber until i actually have fucking internet where i can actually use it you know so the What's moral the of
1: that story was
0: was it would have been great it would have been great
1: uh had there were deals that you felt you could have had 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 you been set up for them
0: yes yeah there were deals to have been had nhl 18 was 30 dollars,
1: right but it's going to be 39 or 29 dollars. Yeah, that's, whatever, that's coming soon go.
0: and i've got a copy of 16 to trade in anyway i was looking at fifa but then i was like well if i do get into the fifa with sports games, always buy, always, always buy the hard copy, because um, you can trade in then and get some money off on the next year's title. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people that has to have it right away.
1: Did you check in on uh, the the Battlefront two Star Star Wars thing that went on with EA? Were you Were you in the loop for that?
0: No, no, no.
1: So it is called Battlefront, right? I think it's called Battlefront. Battlefront. I don't II. play
0: those. Obes played them. Obes and Future Man. They they got me into that.
1: I'm on. I'm a Reddit guy and a Buzzfeed guy. And I, every morning I get up. I'm usually like on my computer reading news, doing sports. It's very old man of me, but uh, it came out that it was going to take you something like 7,400 hours to get all of the characters and and unlock the entire game. Yeah. In battle, in, unless you were going to pay for it.
0: No, EA is getting ridiculous with that shit. They did microtransactions? It, microtransactions, because they're making so much money off of it. And that's why series like Dragon Age and Mass Effect, they're saying that's why Mass Effect tanked, is because they learned with Mass Effect 3 when they first put in the multiplayer. Um, instead of just letting you automatically spend your own points on which weapons you want, they just have those little packs. And it unlocks... and. They said people spent like eleven thousand dollars on that game, unlocking shit. Um, it's a
1: big, it's a big money maker. It, so it's is a the pain uh, in the ass,
0: and so, so now like your games like Mass Effect and stuff, like the story's not going to be as good because uh, most people played it because of the story and the first person, and so like your Dragon Age, sort of, actually Dragon Age three, they did a good job of that, but they're saying that EA those games those franchises are in jeopardy now because. Once they saw the cash cow that was the microtransaction, it's just too good for them to not continue doing right. it. And so then the main single-player campaign is going to start suffering.
1: Well, EA is going to start suffering because the micro car- the loot crates and microtransactions, Yep, they're starting to look at that like gambling. Yeah. So they've been called to the Hill to talk about their gambling game.
0: Are they really? Good, good.
1: Yeah, Battlefront 2, it came out to be like $2,200 to unlock the entire game yep if you wanted to do that yep well they have gotten carried away they've tried to say that well the only way we can make money in these games because they're so time consuming to make is to have all of this other uh paid content
0: right i thought that's what dlc and shit was for
1: well that dlc is additional paid content yeah wrap the microtransactions into it
0: and then i mean people still bitched about that though when dlc why can't you just give me the fucking full game
1: it's gotten to a point where they were talking, because uh, you know I'm a big Madden guy, yep. I and mean, Madden makes a lot of their money now apparently using the Madden Ultimate team where you buy virtual packs of cards of players in it and then yep. you use those player cards to make a team. And, yep. and people spend thousands on
0: it. Yeah, they do it with hockey too.
1: I'm not into that. No, neither am I. Okay, I want to pick the game up, play the game, and I'm being told that they might get rid of season modes, that they might get rid of buying the game altogether and it'll be a subscription service. Uh you're going, to just, you're going to kill the generation of gamers that you made. Right. And you're going to make yourself unavailable to the next generation of gamers. Yeah. A group of people that are growing up on free games and in-game advertising and they just don't care to get their, their fix from you and i would have thought they'd have learned these things with the music companies and the movie companies and and you know all of these other areas of entertainment where they got too greedy yeah. and people were just like you know cable yeah like, fuck cable. you
0: yeah enough's enough and then usually once you lose someone it's harder to get them back
1: impossible because they learn to live without it
0: yeah and they're like well fuck you i don't need that anymore
1: ea is going down the wrong road
0: e- EA's fucking up hard
1: it's uh i heard they just bought uh Uh, Respawn, they those were the guys that left Activision and they built Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Yeah, EA just bought them. And pretty much when EA buys something, they fire everybody and then ruin the title. Yeah, and EA's gotten a very bad reputation lately.
0: Yeah, people were pretty pissed when EA bought BioWare. And sure as shit, a lot of those great franchises, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, you know, they turned that into a uh MMO, destroyed that. You know, just all fucking cash cow.
1: Are you old Um, enough to remember when Microsoft did that, when Microsoft was buying out, you know, their competition? Yep, yep. And you'd think, oh, well, this new label-making program is going to be super sweet. Microsoft bought it, and it just went away.
0: Yep, yep. Well, and then, like, even uh, in the 90s, when you would listen to bands, like, they were on indie labels. And it was like, you know, know, a little indie would get bought out by Virgin Records, something like that. Then some of the bands you liked were gone, or, you know. So it's just yeah. Anytime those big guys step in, it's like, man, Yeah,
1: gosh. They're going down the wrong trail. But the games, games for Black Friday are uh good deals. There's some four K movies that are decent. Uh but once you if you really take a look at some of these things, like there's Dyson vacuums you can buy. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, oh, I'm going to save two or $300 on this vacuum. If you take a closer look at that vacuum, you could buy that vacuum today for the same price before Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It's closeout models or slightly different models. Yep. Same thing with the TVs.
0: They do it with hockey sticks. That's how I get all my top-of-the-line hockey sticks. They're like, well, it was a top-of-the-line one from two years ago. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a top-of-the-line fucking stick.
1: Okay, you're into that. Yeah. You're into that. All right. I it, it, I don't like the bait and switch.
0: So, I mean, it's like, okay, so it's like, all right, say, for example, I use Sherwood sticks. The T-100 series was the top of the line for the longest time. And then if you want to save a little money, you'd get a T-90, a T-80, et cetera, et cetera. You just go sure. down the line to like T-50 or yep, something. Yep, the
1: lesser models, yep.
0: And so when they were closing out the T-100s and then going to the Wrecker series, I was able to get my T-100 for, is it was a 250 No, $270 stick at its peak. I got it for
1: $60. Here's my point, though. The stick that you want to buy on Black Friday that's going to drop from $280 to $60 mm-hmm. on Cyber Monday is going to be the same price, $60, yep. and yep. all through the month of December, that is the new price for that product. <laughs> exactly, because because
0: no, it's on its way out, right. and they're just trying to make what they can off
1: of There's it. There's no urgency whatsoever for you to yep. get up at, or leave Thanksgiving to buy most of this shit. Almost all of the prices you've seen, all of those ads will become the new normal price for that product. I just want to put that out there.
0: Yeah. So you don't have to freak out and punch people and hurt people Friday
1: morning. Which, doubling back to the iPhone, is why I bring it up. If you go to Best Buy or AT&T or whatnot and you pick up a new iPhone... They will give you a three hundred dollars certificate in store at Best Buy, or two hundred and fifty dollars of credit towards your bill at AT and T. They actually have some buyer incentives that are real incentives that you can you yeah. can pick up some savings.
0: I mean, yeah, uh, on Black that, Friday only. That, yeah, according to them. I mean, which the, could be bullshit, <laughs> right? And then come Cyber Monday, they might offer four hundred dollars, and you're going, "What the fuck."
1: Do you think next week we should talk about Stranger Things, too? It'll be, uh...
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, it'll be after a holiday, and we've got a while to the next holiday special that we do. So it'll be business as usual next week.
1: Should, do we talk about Charlie Manson dying this week, or... I think... Do we care? I don't really care. I mean... Was that already too much? Yeah. <laughs> you too, know, like... he was kind of a piece of shit. He was kind of... We did an
0: entire episode about how much of a piece of shit he was. Right. So, I think we pretty much set our piece on that. I think raised, in that.
1: Raised a little differently, he could have been something, but I, instead, he was the opposite.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. He's sort of the result of failed parenting, a failed uh, juvenile system, you know, from back when they didn't really put too much emphasis on stuff like that. So, kids were just sort of allowed to run wild like animals. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's dead. It was going to happen at some point, you know. I mean, he wasn't getting out of jail. (laughs) Travis. (laughs) This
1: is terrible. That was James Hamilton. That was Travis McVall. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook, When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com.
2: Summer's ready. Come on, y'all. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR, as we call them. And of course, my red hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone cold fox, mm. who, if you were to rate her ass on a hundred, it would easily be a ninety four. Mm. Also, want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Notton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake, dear Lord, baby Jesus. We also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg, and it smells terrible, and no the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus... Hey, um, you know, sweetie? Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing It was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. Ricky, finish the damn grace.
0: I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it
2: says like, I want to be formal but I'm here to party too because I like to party so I like
0: my Jesus to party. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. I like to think of Jesus... Like with John Eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with like an angel band. And I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk.
2: Hey, Cal, why don't you just shut up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Dear eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus, don't even know a word yet, just a little infant, and so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. We just thank you for all the races I've won and the 21.2 million dollars. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace. I just want to say that Powerade is delicious mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day and we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic Mountain Blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. 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 Let's dig in. That was a hell of a grace, man. You nailed that like a split hole. I appreciate that. I'm (laughs) not going to lie to you. You felt good. (laughs) Dad, you made that grace your bitch.